You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Dominion After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Dominion After Show. I can't hear you. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to AfterBuzz TV's After Show for Dominion. Done. Yes. It is epic. Can we just wait, wait, just everybody just... Epic with a pause in it. Um, we're talking episode 103, Broken Places. I'm your host, Zach Wilson. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Uh, let me, let's me let introduce our panel. We have next to me the lovely Yelt Eagle. Hi, everybody. The lovely Liz Rishmaui. What's up, guys? And Tori, I forgot his last name Miller! Again. Miller! <laughs> I'm just going to make that a running In theme. France, it's Mier. Mier. Well, we're not <laughs> okay. in France. We're in a futuristic dystopian Las Vegas, Vegas. called uh, Vega. I don't know the difference. Um... <laughs> Between now and the futuristic, no, Vegas. between 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 Vega and France. I believe yeah, I it. mean they both have an Eiffel Tower. They do. Nah. Uh, <laughs> so let, let's talk about this episode, guys. This is this episode. I want to get your guys' first reactions because for me, this is the episode where the show has really hit its stride. Um, and I feel like I don't know what the trend is, what it is about episode three, but in the past year, I think I've said get to episode three, and that's where the show takes off. About at least three different shows. What shows? Um, I know I said it about Helix. Mm-hmm. Um, it took a little while to get in, but once they got there, then I was like, on the then I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> um, uh, I felt the same way about Resurrection. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of a slower build, and then they got into it a little bit more around episode three. I something about I guess it takes two episodes to really set up the world. Mm-hmm. Like this show, the characters. That first episode, they needed more that like. They needed like a double episode yeah. to give us right, the whole yeah. world because it was so complex. And then last, and then last week was a little bit more building out of the characters and setting up where they are and where they might be going. Mm-hmm. And then this week they kind of just got to tell the story, just let it flow. Mm-hmm. They were a little bit freer, I think. Yeah, and that's probably why it felt better. They got to, we got introduced to some more backstory on the angels and their war which I was very excited about that's like my favorite thing about this show is the angels like I want more angels more of them I want to know where the morning star is I want to know where the angel of death is they're all there somewhere Mm -hmm. they gotta pick sides eventually Mm -hmm. Um, if only because this show uh, just needs it needs more characters probably not we keep adding more (laughs) yeah that's what we Um, need more characters (laughs) everyone you're looking for is in the bazaar Oh yeah, they're all down there. <laughs> they're all yeah. down there with Lewis the Angel, uh, like yep. grocery cart man. Yeah, totally. He's a grocery cart angel. He's a grocery <laughs> cart angel. Um, He's the angel of groceries. So guys, but like, but I talked about my opinion. What, what do you guys think of this episode? Um, I agree. I I uh, felt like yeah, it took a little bit to get the setup, but like now you actually. 
I, I think it needed that time because now I'm invested in all these people's struggles. Like, mm-hmm. um, I care about Alex and his his kind of like, oh my gosh, will I or won't I be a, the chosen one, etc. Yeah, in the first episode, I wasn't really sure if we were gonna like him yet. Yeah, yeah. he just kind of seemed like I don't want to do. What I'm you so do. distraught, main character distraught. Uh, you know, right. just yeah, like but, that kind of cliche. But now we're getting a little bit more into who he is mm-hmm. um, and we're actually seeing him struggle mm-hmm. like with he, with a real debate does he leave the city to, to find like a personal freedom or does he take a higher path if you will and ha. go back do you um, guys do you guys find him to be likable now um I'm still getting there I mean I guess it's because so much is going on and it's just again it, it just kind of reminds you of like distraught teenager in high school drama, you know, which it's like, yeah. you know, for grant, you know, I don't know. That's just my, I feel bad because I'm kind of like, I want, you know, when the actor comes in, I hope we can interview him. I really love your performance. <laughs> but just like right now, I think there's just so much else that we're invested in that seems a little more. Because you know his character isn't probably going to develop all that much until like it gets really exciting in the in like the meat of the series mm-hmm. when some stuff goes down and he proves himself. So right now I'm not really I guess too focused on him. I'm focused more on like the all the other little storylines that are happening right now. I think we're going to get a lot more of his emotional yeah. journey. And once we get that, I think he he hasn't had a he's had enough to deal with, but not it's it's almost like the stuff is too big. Yeah, it's too big for him yeah. to really for us to get into the small intricacies. I was on in the panel with with um with Zach for Helix too and it kind of reminds me of that because like Alan was the main character in that show and we didn't really like him to like maybe the fourth or fifth episode in so he, like sometimes your main characters start a little bit flat yeah. it's just it's a nature of television and it's fine um, we'll get there but once you get deeper into the characters once you get more into the story you can really develop those characters and I think that's where we're getting to mm-hmm. without right. now, like once and we'll talk about this his journey through this episode um, but let's talk about him and Michael um, because that's the big thing that he deals with this episode. He's like driving down the road. He has this weird hallucination of Claire being with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that confused like, me. They're just like shooting the stuff and uh, ha 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 road trip. Um, yeah, and then of course, and then I was like, we we were all like, wait, did, did she come? I thought she stayed behind. And then of course she's not there, and he's right. just not keep taking his. He's just not looking at the road. Although I guess there's nobody else on the road, so. Well, he eventually comes up on other people. Yeah, yeah he, he as he's driving down the road, he comes up to a turned over car. There's an, a dead eight ball on the street. Another the body. one that asked him to play poker. Mm. Same one, wasn't it? Or was the one it? that the one that they captured that they brought into. Oh, the you know thing. What? I think you're right. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's the same one. Um, I think you're right. Yeah, so that's like I another. Was paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it that's I mean that's a. It reminds me of like a, a Spider-Man story. It's like though you could have if you stopped her, if that hadn't happened, these people would still be alive. Yeah, they might have made it to Vega. Yeah, I really like that we got to see uh, after we found the dead bodies the man who was still alive in the truck. I like to see Alex having to do something yes. that he did not want to. I think it was a really um, interesting development for his character. And like we've been saying, I am not yet invested in this character. Mm-hmm. I'm not really fond of him yet. But seeing this scene, I was like, okay, we're seeing that he is human and he has feelings. And, yes. And that was a really interesting interaction and scene to see. Also, can I just point out that guy who was in the car, he said they were running away from um, New... Um, 
They were running to New Delphi. Were they no, running they were, to and running from it? They were going to it? Vega. I don't. They were going they to say, Vega. I don't. Think and he said, said they, they were, were running from New Rudell, but they didn't say why. I don't think they were, said they were leaving New Delphi. They did. They he. I'm pretty sure we can go back, but I remember distinctively said we were coming from New Delphi to go to Vega, and and then the angels came out of nowhere. I might be wrong. Okay. I believe what he said I was like we're making a break for Vega. That's all I heard. I think I, I think there are some of the people because we found out in this episode that there are people living outside the walls. It's not just a dead man's land. Yeah. There are absolutely people out there. Absolutely. I mean, you um, think of post-apocalyptic shows like that whole thing with the car just reminded me of Walking Dead, and he had to shoot the guy in the head. Uh, but yeah, and and that was a great moment yeah. for Alex, I think, um, because it, you you saw, actually saw him like care about a person, yeah, yeah. not just like somebody who's hooking up with, yeah. or like a, a, an urchin on the street, but like this random guy. He gave him a slight moment of happiness in his last moments before he shot him in the face, yeah. but yeah. right before he put him out of his misery. Yeah, yeah, Old that's a nicer order. way to put it. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just thought of like a bad guy found them and said, "Be like, oh no, your wife's dead." <laughs> It's, yeah. Did you say old yellered him? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's awful. Kind of. Kind of. Spoiler alert. Um, it's been years, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, so he as as he continues down the road, eventually, because we saw that um, his his buddy uh, back Who, at the whose name they said, and I definitely meant I, to write I missed down. it too. Um, we love our fans because just like in the first episode with the yeah, redheaded lady, to, uh, feel free to tell us the names of the characters. <laughs> um, but like, and he, basically he got tattled on. Yeah. He was, um, his friend was concerned. Yeah. And like, he didn't know that he wasn't supposed to be gone. And like, didn't and know Michael how had, to talk to Michael. Yeah. So Michael, awkward. that was so, it was very funny when he's like, so just like, so did, did Alex is gone? Like, is he okay? Like, what's the deal? Um, what do you mean, Alex is do, do angel? He's like, I'm sweating like like hell over here. Do angels sweat? Good question. So yeah. a that interaction later on, we find out more about that character. Maybe, and I'm just gonna throw this out there. Maybe he is attracted to Michael. It's a good possibility. Ooh, that, I that like we that. Didn't, yeah, we didn't catch until later when we found out. That would be a weird twist to go down to have the archangel Michael. Take a gay lover. I would I, love it. I, I I I like the idea, but I just think like I just think that this is an awkward character. Like even his whole thing with uh the what was the female soldier's name? I didn't write her name down either. But I definitely, <laughs> they definitely called the female, each other by name. Yeah, but the female yeah. soldier, you know, she he seemed kind of awkward. And like, oh wait, he's missing? No, he was just spring cleaning. Did it, oh he's missing? And then he runs to like I think he's just kind of like an awkward character. And then Michael is such a big to do in the city of Vega. I mean, you got to think about it. Michael's been one of the like top leader people in charge since that guy was probably a baby. So, I mean, it's not like everybody just approaches this guy and has a conversation. He was probably just super nervous, but that's my take on it. I just don't think there's enough room for like a side storyline where a guy has a crush on Michael, you know? <laughs> I think I think it was initially played that way that he's just an awkward guy and yeah. and, and Michael's such an important uh person. person yeah. being Character. um and so, but I think later when they introduced that that character was gay, really um, gives a new light to that. In- well, everybody's having showers with everybody else. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And Michael <laughs> does like to have his orgies. Yes. yes. So. As all angels should. Artistically right. portrayed, though. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so as 
Alex is driving down the road, mm-hmm. and he he like just comes across this like big shadowy figure in the middle of the highway. Oh, it was so funny though because he's just talking to a guy. He's like, Phew. "You're like what the." <laughs> like, where did you you could transport then who I, was it that oh no he just flew that. he flew oh he flew because someone else was like if he could do that the entire time was it yell that you yeah. said that like yeah. why if he could do that the entire time why is he walking like, I, did <laughs> I didn't realize that he flew it looked like he it just was, disappeared it, what it was, I thought like, he teleported was, in like no, smoke because the guy that he saw like the soldier like looks, looks up, up. Oh, for him. that um, makes sense. Ah. I think it was just it was a way to like save a visual effect shot. Oh, for some right. for some re- weird reason, I thought he looked up like, oh, I'm such an idiot because I'm so awkward, you know. <laughs> I didn't catch uh, it. But Michael flies away, and then like, but he's I guess he's quick because he gets out yeah. in front of the car. I think. Um, that was like Super Saiyan all up in there, like. <laughs> Um, and like Alex is like this guy, and he hits the gas, and like I was oh. I was thinking that. Either he was going to hit Michael, and Michael was just going to be like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what is? He just, like, brushes off a massive yeah, yeah, yeah. car hitting him. Um, it, I mean, the wings are bulletproof. Yeah. yeah. But the, they're in not theory, fireproof. Not fireproof. Yeah. But, like, could they? Could wings stop a moving car? When you think about it, yeah, with the bullets. They don't even budge I, We need, like, we, maybe can we just, like, go on Twitter and see if we can find, like, a really good, like, uh, maybe not a physicist or somebody who would, like, be able to tell us, just use that. I, somehow I don't think uh, a, an actual physicist is going to be able to tell us how strong a fictional character's wings <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah, there are, uh, there are no, no, there are places. Like, there's oh, your, I, they, I know that right. they'll, they'll break that um, stuff down. Yeah. I think this show needs a few more seasons before we get those, <laughs> yeah. those fans. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, as, but I think, but it was great because Michael didn't even budge. No. Right. He was, he dared him yeah. to run him down. And of course, Alex is not a bad person. Yeah. So he swerves out of the way mm-hmm. and gets out and he's just furious that he's been followed, that somebody told Michael right. that he left. Yeah. Although I think he it's, had to. It's got to kind of suck too because everything's desert and it's like you can't really hide it. He just fly up. Which direction did he go? And that one speck of movement. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, and he, he makes a deal with Alex because he's like, please, like you have to come back to Vega. Like, and he's like, no, I'm going to New Delphi. Alex is like going there. He's like, I am not going back. Like, there's nothing. I don't want to be the chosen one. He's, yeah. he's, he's doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to have his path chosen for him even though he is the chosen one uh, right i feel like that parallels the uh the story of the other chosen one are you talking about jesus i am talking <laughs> about jesus um were there moments in the bible where he was doubting himself according like to dogma years? according um, to dogma but no yes. there were also 30 years that are missing from the bible the years that he was out wandering healing people and finding himself so glad you all like are brushed up on your old testaments and new testaments and everything how do we know this side of the table is all jewish how do we know so much about jesus i read lamb because you respected him as a fellow jew but not the son of god all right this is not a construction (laughs) all right but so michael and uh, interesting it's history um but so basically, Michael strikes a deal with him. Like, I'm going to take you to one place, and we, where is that one place that he takes him? He takes him to the <laughs> conveniently to the place that Alex. We saw Alex playing basketball with Jeep. Mm. Flashback. Um, and we walk inside, and we see those the the markings all over the wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Alex gets like this cr- really creepy flashback yeah. of of Jeep. Like, not even a fl- he gets a flashback of Jeep. 
Um, so it's almost again, it's the, the power of the tattoos are they didn't just now we're seeing that they didn't just move on to his body. They took things with him. They connect him to, psychically to some bigger thing. Yeah, that gives him Jeep's memories. So Michael asks him uh, oh, yeah, what he what he saw. And it made me wonder if part of um, Alex's gifts, because we know that he's supposed to have gifts of some sort, mm-hmm. um, was because he was also touching the wall, which had markings and drawings and Jeep's thought process. Um, was it, do you think it was mostly the tattoos themselves or the fact that he was touching the wall mm. and the tattoos? That's interesting. I- I- I thought Psychic-y it was the thing. Uh, tattoos reacting to the space. Mm. So it was them um, connect because it's like have you ever? It's like the dead zone if you've ever seen that movie or watched the show. Mm-hmm. In that, like the physical contact is only part of it. In that, like um, once he establishes that, it connects him with the bigger um, god thing because it's a religious <laughs> uh, dead zone. Um, anyways, so I assume it was that. Okay, I think it's because Jeep used to have the tattoos on him. And now that the champ, the tattoos, like, I, I wonder if maybe he'll be able to see everything that Jeep had seen because the tattoos were on Jeep at one point. So, like, it transfers the memories. Yeah. Mm. See, this, but what I, what's, I thought was interesting is that it was, maybe it was just because of the place and the heavy emotions of, bo- of both things. Um, I wonder if there is some higher power, i.e. God, in some form. I thought you just said, I eat God. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> go on. Um <laughs> Giving him sort of like selective, like you need to know this now. But God is missing. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is the thing that confuse, like, is it? I think is interesting or confusing depending on your perspective on it. Or a about bit like of both. God is is gone, but can God be gone, or or did he just cut off communications Man, with the angels? Uh, For everybody is, listening, this is, is some deep stuff. Could he still be around in some form, just <laughs> mm. not? not connecting with the angels like he just turned off those like channels so i feel like there's that whole god is everywhere and everything message and i feel like in this show specifically they have removed that message kind of because they said god is gone that's how the show starts He's you know, like 25 gone. years ago, God disappeared. I still right. maintain. He's like Morgan Freeman and Bruce Almighty, like, peace out. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, it was. <laughs> That's really funny. This is what actually happened when God went on vacation. Oh, my God, Almighty. that would be amazing. Um, <laughs> but it's, um, I still maintain mm-hmm. my wild, insane theory that Alex is God. So hmm. before we move on, I just want to say about the tattoos and in the place and the memories. Yeah. If it is that the memories get passed on. Michael had the tattoos originally. Yes, we know that. But for all intents and purposes, did they mention... Oh, yes, they did mention in the show that he got them from Michael, right? Mm -hmm. You got them from Michael? Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Because I was about to say, well, that was in the movie because they changed the around. The movie is canon for the most part. Yes. There's like a few minor details that like... And even the thing about like... God disappearing. But you could argue that they just didn't share that information. I think if you go back and think about the movie, I think it still fits. Mm. Well, um, at the end of the movie, um, when Michael comes back, he's like, God changed his mind. So he was still there at that point. Yeah. yeah. Ha! All right. Um, <laughs> it, it's... Well, they say that he left 25 years ago. He could have left right after the events yeah. of the movie. That's true. He yeah. changed his mind and then went on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds I mean, just he, could have, like he could have been like, Morgan Freeman. I'm not going to destroy it, but I'm leaving. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I'm going to try out Universe B, see if I can do better with mm-hmm. a dinosaur-based uh, humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, Futurama with black-haired fry. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that could be argued because Gabriel, when he was talking in last week's episode, he referred to Earth as like a pet project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it could be something that, I mean, you abandon pet projects. Did he say time, Earth so. as yeah. a pet project or he just meant the human race as a pet project? I think Earth. In, I think Did he say Earth? Oh, yeah. I believe okay. so. Yeah. Because like, it's just this whole realm if you consider like heaven as a realm, hell as a realm, yeah. earth as a realm. I try to think of it when you talk about that. I try to think of it like how they portrayed um, oh, Valhalla mm-hmm. in in the Thor movies, where it's like it's like they're like universes but different worlds. That's a very scientific. Like Thor did a very scientific way of looking at it, where yeah. it's like this is real. I think that. But they're all connected because um, there's like a tree thing. I mean, Dominion, we're branching out into a different yeah, thing, but Dominion. Well, Dominion is a show that I classify as what I call religify. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I agree. But what I'm saying, that's why I like to picture it in my head, though. It's like, you know, it's all one universe, and this is God's pet project here yeah, and here and right. here. What and I mean, just what different I, realms. What I mean like, by that is that it's we're not in the it's science. It's just a di- magic is. It's not magic is science in this world. It's just. like religion and like those faith-based things that are in a sense magic Mm -hmm. are just that's the the universe that's how everything works it's not there's no scientific background no i know i'm saying but that's how i like to visually imagine it and nothing to do with the science part just like the visual map it's a very interesting thing and it's why i kind of enjoy shows like this because i love science fiction and especially i love when like you can base those sort of magics in real science but sometimes it's just fun to just accept of like a, a realm of magic that just exists the way it is. Yeah. Um, and it actually brings me to a comparison I was going to make about this whole thing with, with Jeep is that um, when his, cause they took um, the big thing that Alex is still going to go to New Delphi at this point, like mm-hmm. despite seeing like the, his, his, his Jeep playing Russian roulette with himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and like he didn't, it didn't, he didn't kill himself obviously, but um, and he tells him, like, this is where your mom died when you were attacked and you had to, that's why you left here is because Jeep, your mom and you were here when you were an inf- or when you were younger mm-hmm. and she died protect, like hovering around you like a Harry Potter. I know. Right. There's so mm-hmm. many times where I think Harry um, Potter, uh, but like chosen one. And no. she, she gave herself up for him. Mm-hmm. Um, Protected him with his, her love. Is that what happened? And then the big reveal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the big reveal of that whole scene was that Michael was the one who made Jeep leave. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. gotta kudos out to the YouTube crowd because I know a couple people on the YouTube commenters for our podcast that were saying like, I bet Michael made him leave to make him stronger. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. exactly what we got here. It was a good prediction. It makes a lot of sense. It just makes me wonder um, because not to take us back to this tangent, but like that the, we had made jokes about the note that was left for Yeah. Uh, it's still Alex, funny, but it it makes even more sense if Michael wrote it because there's no emotion behind it. Right. Oh, that's interesting. If Michael actually wrote it, not like he told Jeep to write it and leave. Like, right. if, wouldn't he have known his handwriting? Could have no, typed he was it. a kid. He was a kid. Yeah. Oh, but he was also a kid, like, he could have typed it. You never know. I'm still um, laughing because, like, wait, in my head, I know that's what. How was it exactly where, like, you're an orphan now? But I picture it. I keep picturing it as whelp. You're with a P. You're an orphan now, and I can't picture Michael even saying that. But no. anyway, well, because it was 
you're an orphan now. Yeah. yeah. Which has no emotional background, yeah. no connection well, to it. Well, it makes it better. It makes right. it sound like that, <laughs> that Michael, Michael did. That, I, li- I like yeah. that. It makes, that makes a lot of sense. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> um, but the big, and then the big uh, twist for that storyline is when, is the fight. Mm-hmm. The big fight between, um, like, Fury, Furyad. Furyad. Who and, I've decided um, is a Magneto and Iron Man if they had a baby. The only mm-hmm. Magneto the thing about him is the helmet. <laughs> I know, but it, it, the helmet and then top of Magneto's thing is, like, red, isn't it? It's like Furyad is the holy Iron Man. I'm just saying. Okay. There you um, go. I'll take it. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I mean, this, and Furyad is a, is a true warrior mm-hmm. yes. of an angel, and he comes in and... Uh, though Michael's able to kill his like sidekick angels yeah. very easily, um, sidekick Furyad stabs him, stabs Michael right through the stomach. The stomach. Um, but the crazy part was that like Michael's body is so strong that when he tried to pull out the sword, it snapped in half. Oh. Like, I thought, I thought, so, I thought he, he snapped it, it in half. Yeah. yeah, so you can pull it out as easy. I didn't realize that. No, because Michael even said, like, don't, don't pull, pull it, it out. Don't I'll bleed to death. Um, I think he, he was trying to, but the sword just, the angel's body, especially an archangel, I guess, is so strong. Maybe it's just because it was a point. I he was able to pierce it, but I like. I disagree. I think it, maybe the sword was just special. I think he broke the sword on purpose so that you have a difficult time pulling it out because Michael said, don't pull it out. I'll bleed to death, which means that. Alex would be able to pull it out. Ah. So if Alex can pull it out, Furyad can definitely pull it out. Mm. I definitely think that he broke the sword on purpose. Michael broke the sword on purpose. No. No. Furyad Furyad stabbed him, broke it so he couldn't take it out. But why would he not want to take it out? Yeah, because he wanted to get. He wanted he Michael fe- dead. Furyad, as we see when he talks to Gabriel after this, says that like he, had to he's be done. proud of it. He's like, right. I had to kill him, you know, whatever. And Gabriel is furious. He was like, right. Um, so, but at the time, Furyad thought he was killing him. I I think so. Michael knows you pull it out, he'll bleed to death. I think Furyad's idea was you put it in there. He will die because there's a blade stuck in him. You can't get it out and fix him. Or. This was a total error when they were filming and they broke the freaking prop and they're like, well, crap, what do we do from here? And they're like, just well, just leave, leave, just leave it in. We'll, we'll be like, he pretend to do it. It's we'll going to be great. Work. People are going to like think things. This is a plot. This is a loophole. Why did he do it? It's going to be great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like that. No super glue. But yeah, so let's, there's so much else going yeah. on in this episode. So much to talk about. But before we do, before we do, I want to talk a little bit about iTunes. Tell me about iTunes. Because guys iTunes means a lot to us here at AfterBuzz TV. Oh, did I not get the memo? Uh, so much so they put us on the home page. <gasps> that's true. That's true. Yeah. AfterBuzz TV. So cool. can, you can you can find a handy little link just on the iTunes podcast page. Yep. Um, just with all the all your favorite AfterBuzz shows. There's how so, many hours of commentary is on there per um, week? There are at least seventy hours of content really? per week. And with all the different shows that we've covered in the past, that we're covering now, that we're covering in the future, if you have a special computer that can go into the future, <laughs> um, I do. Um, you could be watching nothing but AfterBuzz TV or for the rest of the year nonstop. Yeah, done. But that sounds really expensive. Uh, it does not because if you have a, a fancy computer or a, or just an iPhone or an Android device or any sort something of something that can access thing, iTunes, yeah, <laughs> you can listen to everything for free. What? And guys, it's 
we we're happy to bring this stuff to you for free. It it's fun for us. What can it's they do great, to say thank you? Yeah, exactly. But that we need we do need your help. <laughs> we do need your help. And guys, the best way that you can help us is help to us log you. on to iTunes. Go into the account. Go to the go to this podcast and give us a rating. I hope it's five stars. I hope we're doing a great show for you. We, but tell us what you love about the show so we can do more of it. Tell us what you want to hear more of that we're not doing enough of. Leave a comment that just says, hi, I like you guys. Or, hey, what's up? Happy Thursday night. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I just go there and I'm all like, oh, somebody writes us. But when, when somebody writes us, when somebody comments on us, it's a great... It's great for us. We have a good day after yeah. that. But it also helps raise the awareness level of yes. this show. Putting and making us more searchable, making Afterbuzz more searchable, making Dominion the Afterbuzz Dominion podcast more searchable doesn't just help us stay more visible to other fans and help other people find us. It also helps us line up guests. Yes. And I can't tease anything yet. We're still finalizing all the all the times, but we but we are working on some pretty cool guests to bring onto the show. Giles. And your... Fa- <laughs> that one might be tough, but I will do everything in my power. If Yale is begging. Get, honestly, if we get more ratings and reviews, I feel like we'll have an easy time. Yes. We've had a lot of Real fun. quick. We get a lot of cool guests at After Buzz, but it's because of your outreach, because of the fans. Like, they want to know that when they're coming on the show, they're reaching the fans. Yeah. And you guys are the fans, and we want them to know that you're there. So comment, rate, Tweet it out. Tweet at us. Tweet at the show's people. Just, like, have fun because we want you to have fun yeah. while yeah. we have fun talking about Dominion. Um, so let's let's get back into it. Um, oh, you can also find us on YouTube, too. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah. So let's get back into it. Um, let's talk about Gabriel and Will. William Wheel. Ah, Junior. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Wheel Junior. A little trike. I yes. figured um, out who he reminds me of. Yeah. And it's Pete Campbell, Mad Men season one. When he was okay. really just that creeper. I get it. Snotty guy. I get it. I totally, it, it came to me this episode. Um, but so we we got a little bit more of like Gabriel's whole world oh, here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He reminds me of emo Peter Parker from Spider-Man 3. Ugh, nice. Dude, <laughs> Minus the dancing. We're not talking about that. Um so we got so to see we'll, we, we, as yes. we meet like Gabriel, we go into that diner, which again just we're seeing more of the outside world, mm-hmm. and yeah. it was it was Put very it reminiscent of the diner in the movie. Yes, yeah, it was. Um, and I it's don't like think a shout that, out. I don't think that was an accident. Yeah. yeah. Um, but basically, Gabriel sits down. He like comes in like any normal dude, and everyone's like, "Who's this guy?" But whatever, mm-hmm. we don't we don't ask questions in this yeah. in these parts. <laughs> um, Are you human and, or foe? <laughs> but they're just like no question like you don't bother us no questions yeah. um, and he sits down with Will and they're just having a nice little chat um, Gabriel's saying like that you have to be ready you have like he's trying to make a point that like violence is the way to really be better mm-hmm. yeah that, that that's what makes you strong and to make that point because he doesn't think that Will's getting it. Yeah, he, he just Rambo. he just sta- like just re- decides I'm gonna kill everybody in this room. Yeah, poor waitress. All she wanted to know is wanted to know if you wanted the pudding. Mm-hmm. That's it. She didn't want a fork to the eye. Gabriel does not want the pudding. It came from a tin, and it he doesn't like know metal. that. He assumed because of the crap hole that they were in. I mean, in fairness, I don't know where they're getting like any of the ingredients to make. 
It's okay. Yeah. Pudding. No, yeah. If they can have milk in Vega, <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, in Vega, I imagine there are cows. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there are cows. There are cows. Yeah. There, there must be. But what surprised me, sorry. No, no, no. About this whole diner scene is mostly that, like, there are these individuals living outside of these. Because we've established that there are all of these refugee communities. And so anyone outside of these, I would have assumed, would have been eight balls. Yeah. Um, but there are these people just casually living their lives, I assume, maybe traveling between the places. Yeah. Um, so, like, how are they living? Yeah, I think that's kind of interesting, too, because if you think about it, too, they're at, like, a diner. And it's like, why is this still a business that is operating? This should be like a stakeout for like people to like come and like eat, hide, and then continue on their journey. Like well, it just yeah. seems very right. odd that it's like a, uh, what's that video game with the happy guy and the Fallout? Fallout. Fallout. It reminds me of that in a little bit, almost how they're you know. Well, I guess it's much the way like you you would say the same thing about the the diner in the original movie. Like who would have a a diner? No, but in it the wasn't post apocalyptic. That, that makes was, more but sense. What I'm saying is like, but there are still even if there are less cities, yeah, there are still people who need to travel, regardless of the fact that there's a war. There's still people that need to travel from point A to point B. There's still people that need to travel from New Delphi to. Uh, Vega. To Vega. And so those people, in theory, need to stop somewhere. Yeah, but... And not everyone... Only... The only people who have an Air Force are uh, the Helena. people in Helena. Yeah. Helena. Um, so they... And, like, if their people are going to be traveling... It yeah. makes sense that there would be a place for them to stop. But not just out in the open where the angels can come and attack them. Like, that's what doesn't make any sense to me. Or, well, maybe what we're seeing is that, for at least for now, Gabriel's people, yeah. whatever, just don't really care about the little stragglers. They're not worried about... They, because they, they're not going after the big seats. They're not trying to just go after everyone to kill any human there's a bigger game afoot, Man, which, you know we, what? which we reveal in this episode when Gabriel says, like, when they ask, what, when Fyriad asks him, why aren't you going after... Why don't uh, you just why, walk right in there if you can pass for a human, Yeah, basically. why can't you just go get him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he says, like, because that's not what we're trying to do. We want to... He wants... Alex on his side. Yeah. Right. Alex is more powerful than we know. His, it's not an, It wouldn't be enough to kill him. Yeah. He Flash, want, flashback Gabriel, Gabriel real wants quick, him on though. his side. Real quick, though, for the whole diner thing. Like, I really can't wait till people give us five stars for this show so we can get someone on the show and ask them about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it did. Um, but yeah, it's. But Gabriel, like, I don't, I'm, I'm curious what you guys think about what it is that. Alex can do on the bigger scale. Like this is why I kind of I'm still holding on to my Alex's God theory. Yeah. You um, want to know about all his powers because like there's something. It's again, it's, it's a power. It's not enough because it's it's not enough for Gabriel to just wipe out humanity. Yeah, it's something that Alex being on his side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a human. <gasps> oh, on, maybe it's a key. In theory. Maybe, I don't know. Like, I just thought of something like if he's seeing things in the room before and having flashbacks. Maybe he's like. He's a. It's a map, maybe to God. Maybe that's a. That's an interesting theory. I mean, that, like, yeah, he's the only one who can read it. Read it, or the only one who can unlock the like the puzzle level. Yeah. to get to the final boss. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that reminds me of Henry Hatsworth. But, Great game puzzles. Um, but that's a. It's a. It's a very interesting 
thought yeah. that like mm-hmm. there's because there's something Cause nobody more. actually they just they always talk about it being a key or something like do they ever go on about the tattoos the chosen one will use them to lead us into like you know uh save us all so for all i know we know the reason everything's in disarray is because god isn't around so I mean, it'll lead to god or lead to a revelation of where god is we've been sort of thinking about them in a more like theoretical yeah. sense of like a a key or whatever. Maybe, it, maybe it's literal. Yeah. Maybe he will literally lead them say? to right. a better place. Oh, uh, I was going to say that I was assuming that he wanted uh, he wanted Alex on his side to be essentially because in in this struggle, um, I mean, having the chosen one be your poster boy uh, essentially makes you the most powerful person in the world. I mean, we know that he his intention isn't necessarily it isn't necessarily to wipe everyone out, but it's more to kind of convert everyone to his side. Yeah. And anyone who opposes him uh, becomes essentially fodder. But, I mean, I, I would think that he wants everyone to become, like, the acolytes. Mm. But he hates humans. Like, I just feel like, in the end, he's like, every single one of those, you know, people, like, and he's very talking about them very low beneath him. Like, he, he really, truly detests humans. Yet, he keeps the priest, William Wheel, around. Yes. Because, and he's, because, because he's, he, he's used, I mean, he's using, he's using I don't right. think for a moment that Gabriel cares about no, Will. No, no, but I'm saying that he doesn't just uh, see them as rats. He sees yeah. them as useful dogs. When it benefits him, right. yeah, of yeah. course. I mean, but that's, yeah. that, you know... And I wonder what it was particularly that was so special. I think he just saw somebody who was in a a position. I don't think there's anything special about Will. I think he would just saw somebody. Maybe he got to him when he was much younger saying, hey, this is a huge city. The humans are compromising. This is the son of somebody who is going to have a lot of power, you know, to the humans. And this kid seems like he's got a lot of daddy issues, and I'm pretty sure I could screw with that. And I, and I, I think that's why... I think it was more that William is in a position. He is the priest. He that's is, what I mean. Yeah. He's in like, a position... Um, oh, maybe he did... He reached out to him later after he become like became more of a priest. Right. I think it was more of a, a faith thing. And I, I still stand by my belief that William always hoped that he was the chosen one. Mm. And I think that he's manipulating that. Maybe. That's what I believe. Yeah, uh, it's definitely something interesting. But, like, we got to see the little cult and, like, some yeah. really dark practices. Like, where, he's, where he twists, he's like, they put the golden silk sash on him mm-hmm. and just he twists it until the guy's, like, ribs crack. And yeah. now you know what women go through when we try to look thinner. All I could think was, <laughs> all I could think during that scene Stockings. was, like, it's a corset. What are we yeah. complaining about? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What's happening? <laughs> Been there. Um,. But so, but we talked about it a little bit, but that moment where Gabriel is like furious yeah. with Furied. Furious with Furied. <laughs> See what you did there? Uh, um, that's why they named him that. It was very, like, he talked, he, he like, Mike, he talked about Michael as his brother. Michael as yeah. his brother. Yeah, but, like, but not just like, he was defending, he's like, how dare you hurt my brother? Such a Loki Thor relationship. I wonder, yeah. <laughs> um, but I wonder what, that really means I like I wonder is it just that they're brothers is, you keep or taking there... the my son and the my brother things are very confusing no, no, no. to Zach <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying like that there's anything weird about it but I wonder if there's something bigger 
with what like he's very he's being very protective of his brother like yeah. he shouldn't harm even though he's at war yeah with michael well that's exactly right. why they so, wouldn't they didn't hurt each other when they met up in that last episode yeah. it's like a it's like a neutral new, i was gonna say neutrality and then i was like i don't know if that's a word it sounds cool <laughs> I, I guess so, in a sense they sort of uh see the humans not necessarily as like a war they're playing like that they're, that they're really fighting but almost like they're they're having like a toy soldier war. So here's what I see, and I saw it so much in this episode, especially when Gabriel in the diner is like, "We have to fight. There has to be blood. There will be murders." It is a Charles Xavier, um, Professor X Magneto situation. That is a hundred percent what we have here. They're both brothers. They don't want to hurt each other. They don't want to kill each other. They are at war. Yeah, and they're like fighting. Although, however, within that case, though, they were fighting for the same concept of what they thought was good. Oh, yeah. So it is basically exactly like that. It's exactly Never mind. They're both trying. (laughs) They both think that their way to get God back is the right way. It's the right way. And they're just, they're basically at war until that's settled. That's a great analogy. Yeah. It's a great analogy. Um, X-Men. It was was worth you going. So. So, <laughs> I needed someone no, to did. stop talking. No, that's and let me in. It's, it's a great, it's a great I'll uh, comparison. Um, <laughs> and X Men is always good for clearing stuff up. I <laughs> agree. Yes. Um, but I, uh, what I thought was very interesting about the way Michael was dealing with all this mm-hmm. is that he was sort of realizing that there's more going on than he even realized, especially with the other angels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And he talks about this in when he's being interrogated by Big Wheel um, in the, the Senate room. And, like, Wheel is, like, pissed. He's like, you didn't tell us that you could, that, that there were other angels that couldn't be seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that you couldn't tell that, that, my, that were living among us. And he's like, I didn't know that. That lives to be angry. At, which we quickly reveal. Like, everyone else is like, you be, chill out. Yeah. Chill, chill out, man. That's chill Michael, out, man. Mike's cool, man. Um, but then, it's Michael kind of dodges the question, and for legitimate reason, as we quickly find out when he goes down to the market and he talks to grocery Lewis. angel. Yeah, the grocery yeah. angel, who he basically is just like, I know you're an angel. Like he, he, so he clearly knows that there are a bunch of angels there that he just didn't... wanted. They were sort of seeking refuge there. Yes. They wanted no part. He's like, I respected your neutrality in the war, and I so I let you stay yeah. here. Which kind of answers the question when people were asking. I think in the last episode we were kind of just like, well, where do where do the people go when they die? And then I don't know if it was Tari, um, he was like, or or it was Yuzak as he said, well, heaven's closed. Like basically, they're either in limbo or they go to hell. So it made it kind of interesting. Well, does that mean that there's anything like heaven is completely closed? Are there angels just kind of looking down like, man, I don't want any part of that? Or was just like literally everything living in heaven tossed out? So now all angels of all forms are somewhere on earth. It's just a matter of, and, but the humans didn't know that. The humans don't know that heaven is like closed per se. I don't, I don't think that there's. Because uh, why do they need the, to hide the, if they're the on heaven, like a cloud somewhere? The heaven is, is closed thing is an interesting theory concept concept i don't know that that's what's happening yeah but michael does shed a little bit of light on the angel's home yeah a little bit when he talks about in our home we're not limited by seeing just what's in front of our eyes yeah we see all we feel all it sort of lends credence to the idea of heaven like it's earth like way better than the 2020 vision is, 
Well, but, but Earth in the universe is a physical place. We mm. live in space time, and space time, like with the science thing, but like it is a concept that our brains construct with the physical universe around us. Mm-hmm. Heaven doesn't have to follow those rules. Right. There's nothing binding them to the physical rules of the universe. And that's sort of what Michael's getting at. He's like, when I'm down here, I'm limited to what I can see. Now, we know he has a somewhat psychic connection with Gabriel. Yes. Well, which is how, um, which explains how they summoned each other in that other other side. Yeah, they were just like, I need to talk to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ring, ring, text, answer text messages, bro. Yeah. Oh, angel pain. text. That's It's the, it's the <laughs> way of the future. I, angel. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think it's a very interesting uh, way to think about heaven. It's like, it's not clouds it's not something you can picture Fluffy. because there aren't there's no he, t- he says there's no light it's not limited by what right. the light is it's a totally separate concept mm-hmm. from our reality but they're talking they're dealing with our reality now i don't know if the other angels he specifically mentions um Raphael and Uriel who are two biblical angels mm-hmm. a lot of them like i don't know if Uriel is like an angel from anywhere i haven't seen his name anywhere I and what like I've read. I we can assume that he is... Is a creation how, of the show. No, I think we can assume he's real because so far everybody else has been. Yeah. Angel-wise. Um, There's a lot of angel names in that book. There man. are. There's a lot there of stuff Felicia. in that book. But the, the, but the two... Been her human name. The two that he brings up, two of the big ones, because mm-hmm. there's, there's a few that are big and like, these are two that I've been waiting to hear about. Yeah. Because um, Raphael is... Uh, it translates to God's healing force. Mm-hmm. The name literally translates to God heals. Um, so I imagine there's, if we, if they get like powers or anything, his sort of, what he does is heal the world. It would be very interesting to put him into the mix because they've destroyed the world. Mm-hmm. The world has been just, there's havoc. But he says that these people are staying out of it for now. Uriel is, uh, tra- the name translates to God is my light. Um, and the who's like the angel like what it means is he leads us to destiny mm-hmm. that's uriel is the angel that leads us to destiny so just the fact that their names were dropped to me implies that they are not far behind mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that they'll be showing up soon i mean we we, we always are we're asking about lucifer constantly because like and jesus yeah I mean, Jesus isn't an angel. <laughs> no, but you but, feel that, especially with, with when we're talking about everything biblical in a sense, and you talk about, you know, the apocalypse and the end of the world coming again, he was supposed to, you know, come again. And, I, I, you know. I can, tr- I put him with God. I think Jesus, God, because in a lot of Christian mythology, <laughs> I just picture them like going to Disneyland or something like, yeah, dad, where are we going? Like road trip, son. Yeah. But they're one concept. Yeah. Like, and that one concept of God, whatever you call it, well, is gone. And that's sort of what we're dealing with. There's still supposed to be like two different entities. Yeah. So All to right. Speak. Let's move forward. Cause we, it, we're going a little long. We still got a bunch more to talk about. In this right. episode. Cause I want to talk about big wheel and Arika. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they had a lot going on. Because, um, a, a fir- like, a, a Big Wheel's trying to make a deal with her still. He's like, yep. I can send you with six uranium you rods, be grateful. a female nuclear scientist. Mm-hmm. Like, we can strike a really good deal here. Right. Um, and she's like, even with all this stuff that you've gone through, you're still trying to make a deal. He's like, that's what I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, I, I don't know what else I'd do if I wasn't striking deals. Yeah. Um, but then really she, bored. And she essentially challenges him, like, you don't have the authority to do this. I want to talk to Ryson. Yeah. I'll only deal with Ryson. Which is such a tender spot for him. You see you see immediately how he's like, well, no. And, you know, I just it's that very touchy, ner- 
hit a nerve, basically, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And she knows that because that's her game. You yeah. Know? But while he's dealing with Arika, like, sort of she gets thrown a curveball mm-hmm. when a body is like she gets a suitcase and opens it up and it's her sister's body yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and i and everybody i think we all thought that it was wheel that did that for for a moment at oh least yeah, yeah at the commercial break i i mean i didn't know how yeah but right because it was dropped from a from a from a plane from her fleet yeah yeah, I, well, I guess I just assumed that he was behind it because he's the bad guy. But, right. <laughs> but, it, was, it was very clearly dropped but from then, a plane from her foot. Yeah, but then, like, they, they cleared up that it was Evelyn. Mm-hmm. Evelyn killed her sister just to make a point yep. of don't you dare spill any of Helena's secrets. Or make any mm-hmm. deals. And at that point, that's sort of Arika's last straw. Yep. She's, yeah. Apparently, she's been working with an underground movement. Mm-hmm. To overthrow Evelyn, what in Helena? And this is kind of this is like some really awesome drama that we're going to be able to see too because they're supposed to be like together. Yeah, yeah, like that's her wife. So this is this is no wife. Time. They said wife, didn't did they not? I thought in the first episode. Yeah, they said I wife. They called her consort. No wife. Either way. So wife. <laughs> so you know, it, it, it's just it's kind of like nice. They're like yeah, drama between two <laughs> chicks and um, they're married and yeah. Though I I feel like. All of that happened, and I was like, oh, man, I feel so bad for her. But then the last scene that she's in with the beacon, mm-hmm. um, I was like, was was it all a ruse? Like, because like, that could just as well um, have been a, a tactic to get Wheel in her, uh, like, not Very dead, true. She's like, very yeah, smart. True. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, when Would, you think about it, think of the scene where she's cleaning the body. That actress's stomach was clearly moving. Maybe she was supposed to be <laughs> pretending to be dead in that scene. We, we could. I'm all, sorry, we, I can't. We, 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 we had to like look back at it, and we could see. The, you didn't the even dead have to look back breathing. at it, that girl. I'm that, sorry. I'm sorry. Whoever played actress, the sister, the dead body. Like girl, I, hold your breath. Like I have to go comic book guy, the like worst body acting ever. Yeah, but also <laughs> just again, it, not you know. Let's lay off the girl a little bit though, because I'm sure they have to shoot that scene. They're shooting at different angles from different cameras. No, but whoever hard. picked the outfit yeah. with the lighting it on in her stomach right there, and her stomach's <laughs> moving with little breaths. I'm like, uh. <laughs> um, but but Tori, you bring up the the light. Yeah, and that's a, like who knows what that means. And I think mm-hmm. and yell, you you mm-hmm. make a good point. Like. And Liz she had a good easily, point too. Yeah. Everybody had a good point. Yeah. Um, Part of this conversation. But she very easily could be playing everybody. Like yeah. She, yeah. she can be playing all of us. Yep. Um, She's playing us right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, she says to uh, Wheel Senior that uh, she is very um, clever and that she will do what she needs to do to overthrow Evelyn. Yep. And I think that was basically her being like, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing you. Um, so that was a very awesome scene. Maybe we'll, we'll cool. see. I, I'm I'm excited to. I hope we eventually get to see Helena mm-hmm. and New Delphi for yeah. that matter. Mm-hmm. I want to know what the other cities like. I want now that there's like yeah. At this point, I'm wondering if they're gonna save those. Like, I hope it's not like a separate arc that we have to wait for a different season to really open up into getting those other cities and backgrounds. I mean, it's always the sets, you know. And I mean, well, clearly there there there's plenty of drama in Vega. Yes. Yeah. Um. But one thing I want to talk about real quick again with Wheel is um, his conversation with Becca because mm-hmm. that's yeah. absolutely not going away because he says to her like he wants to know how to defeat these angels that we can't see so we have to the only one we have access to knowingly is Ryson or is Michael. sorry Michael, is Ryson yeah. is Michael 
Um, <laughs> I was like, Ryson's an angel? <laughs> I missed that. Sorry, sorry. Spoiler alert! Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, he makes a really good point when he tells her, like, look, you of all people, yeah. <laughs> you thinking with a different part of your anatomy. You have access to yeah. certain yeah. information. DNA information. Yeah. hey oh, And then God. we also got a little bit of a backstory about her when he was referencing her mother. He basically was like, your mama was also thinking with a different part of her. Now. You know Yo what's mama. really interesting? And somebody pointed this out on YouTube, and I hadn't really thought about it until mm-hmm. they did. There are no mothers on this show. Yeah. Yeah. There are zero mothers. Correct. It's a very, it's just a weird world to live in where we don't see any mothers. Like, everybody has, there's, there's a bunch of dads. But True. nobody, like, what is it about this society that there are no moms? That, like, all these people, mm-hmm. do the writers all have really big mommy issues? Maybe. I had a theory um, after after Alex said that, like, oh, after he was like, oh, you know, there were hundreds of babies born on that day. Um, my theory became that, like, um, when he was born, they went around killing a bunch of moms. Because they were looking for him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. That makes sense. But then all the, no, it doesn't because what about the characters that are around his age? I mean, and you mean killing younger. the mom when he was pregnant with them, and then look at yeah, and the younger ones like they wouldn't still be well, killing it, them. Well, they've a, been killing like for years. Yeah, so. and they they forgot who. Oh, they, that's like, right. They clearly forgot who the chosen one was. Like they knew yeah. for a little while and then lost track of. Them. <laughs> I had a really weird loophole about it. I, I'm pretty sure I'm wrong, but I'm thinking like maybe it's like because it's like, you know, in the Bible. Mary was a virgin, and all these other moms like aren't you're you're getting your kids the dirty way, so you're gonna die. I don't know. I'm pretty um, I'm pretty sure. Well, I'm let's, wrong. let's let's. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're wrong too. I just but I you know it's throwing it out there. Before we wrap it up, let's talk real quick about they Rice, didn't wrap it up. Rice That's and, how they get moms done. <laughs> about Rice and Claire. Um, yeah. Ryson and Claire had they had a big discussion and the big the end result. I mean, we had that early scene with Ryson and yep. his like weird angel. angel. Lady, like, yeah, lady mistress. friend, mi- yeah, mistress that he just like brings honey or blood or blood honey to blood honey. Um, yeah. and I, I think I'm gonna stick with the theory that you guys had last week about her that she is. I would like to take Claire's credit for that mother. entire situation. No offense to Tori, but that was me. Where <laughs> was it? Sure. I, I like the theory that she's Claire's, Claire's mother, mom. who then was. Possessed, possessed by, by an, an angel. So it's the body of Claire's mother yeah. with an angel inside. Yeah, that's right. Last week, what I did is I said that, I what if... I love you. I'm aware. But I so, know what the I theory mean, is. Liz, and you outlined it, and it, it, was, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that she's still that young looking. And the and fact that, and she's like, she like kind of goads him about like, you like to pretend that you almost make me feel like I'm human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, cause you, the sex and the food and the gifts, I'm spo- you're spoiling yeah. me into and thinking she's I'm like, human. Again, and she's not human and she makes this point like, now come here, I have an itch. Not like I want you or anything. Like it's really just like physically yeah. she's horny and yeah. like, she's like, come scratch this itch. I, um, well, I think what's really interesting this week was what we got to see Ryson say the most, sexist chauvinistic thing ever oh god um when he tells claire he says if you want to change the way things are around here mary william yeah which is like if you want to change the way (sighs) things are around here do things the way they are around here basically Um, because even in the post-apocalyptic world it's still a giant patriarchy 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, at least in this society, not in Helena. Yeah, not so in that, Helena. So I mean, that's the interesting women, split. Yeah. Um, Moving to Helena. And, so, and but, but Claire, as we find out when she talks to Will, she agrees. She agrees to it. She's like, I will marry, like, we're going to have a bill of rights for every citizen, and we're going to change the way the city's run because I'm marrying you. Yeah. I like that she straight up says to him, hey, you are not the person I love. I'm doing this to make it a better place. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. And he's all like, (gasps) (laughs) he's like, like, happy, sad, happy, sad. Yeah. Creepy, sad. Yeah. I mean, Will gets like... (laughs) Friend-zoned. Will gets friend zoned by his fiance. Yeah. <laughs> There's not many men that can pull that off. I mean, yeah, but, but then situation he turns it being... around because I mean everybody's got their price, I guess. Yeah. In this case, it's ra- rights. human rights for yeah. uh, all yeah. people, but it's a price. Um, but so, uh, any last thoughts, guys? Um, before think, we move into predictions, I think it's time to let's do quick round of predictions. And now. Let's go around the table, Tori. Lightning round. All right. I think that... (laughs) That's a great um, voice. Continue (laughs) speaking in that voice. All right. As mentioned, there's the healer angel, and I think that he's going to come next episode and put Michael back to right. Ooh, Ooh. I like that. That would be uh, be Uriel, or Raphael. 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 Um, I actually really like that, now that you mentioned it. I also think... I mean, I'm hoping... I don't know how more we can possibly stretch um, Arika being... Arika. Arika, sorry. I don't know how more we can possibly stretch that without something actually happening. So, like, I don't know if it's too soon. Maybe it'll be next episode, the episode after. But I'm hoping we'll actually get to meet, like... Um, Evelyn. Evelyn. That you're, you're there with me. I love <laughs> you. And... Uh, or, or at least have some more people come into the city from mm-hmm. the other places. And also, I would like to go back on the episode. I want to know if there's something went down in New New Delhi, Delphi, Delphi. This is you, you, you <laughs> very tired. Anyway, but I just I think because I could sw- I could have sworn that when we were watching that episode together that they said they were running from New Delphi to go to Vega. So I'm wondering if, if some stuff, like, if they were running from one place, like, what happened? Is that something we're going to find out about next episode? Who knows? We'll see. Um, I think Arika is definitely playing Wheel Senior. I think that she is... Uh, awesome. Awesome and working with <laughs> Evelyn to overthrow yeah. him. And I hope Because so. that's her wife. Who, I like you know. that prediction. I think we're going to end up seeing next week a big con- uh, big show, like a confrontation between Alex and Big Wheel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not just because, like, he married off the girl that he right. loves, but to some to, to his son. Um, but also, I think he's going to become... Alex now is going to become protective of Michael while Michael's in this right. weakened state. Yes. And Wheel is going after him, especially with blood coming out and yeah. stuff. Like, he's going to be going, he's going to be trying to get at Michael and take him out. Because Big Wheel sees Michael as a threat now. He, yeah. I mean, he literally threatened him. Yeah. Do you um, think Do you think that maybe next episode we'll, we'll get into some more information about uh, Risen's... Um, secret angel lover or do you think that's something that they might reveal a little later I, think, I don't think now. we're going to come back to it for a little while like yeah. we got a little tease of it I don't think it's going to be anything big for a bit yeah um, until they're ready to give us a big reveal of it yeah. I think when somebody else follows him and discovers it right. yeah um, that we're I think it'll so be clear we'll get to it but uh, but yeah, thank you everybody for watching this mm-hmm. uh, this AfterBuzz TV recap of Dominion 103. 
broken places. We have been your AfterBuzz TV panel. Uh, let's go around the horn. Tori, where can people find you if they want to find you, you elsewhere? Can, you can find me on Twitter at Tari J. Uh, that's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. You can also catch me on Sundays on the Sword Art Online panel. Liz. Hi. You guys can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at Lizzie Maui, L-I-Z-Z-Y-M-A-W-Y. You can also catch me on other panels such as the Musketeers and the Sword Art Online panel with my lovely co-host here. Mm-hmm. You can find me online at yell.tv. That's Y-A-E-L.tv. There you can find info about the beautiful styling from Sirens Boudoir. You can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Google+. Plus. At Yale Teagle, that's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. Take it away, Zach. Oh, and you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram and all those places at that Zach Wilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. And also here at AfterBuzz TV on HBO's The Leftovers, uh, Master Chef, and uh, coming up in a couple weeks, uh, The Strain. Thanks for listening, guys. I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 